This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Joining us now, Joe Miller, co-host of the Joe and Ebo Show in 96.7 FM, 1670 AM, The Zone, out in Madison. Joe, my friend, how you been? Oh, Billy, just living my best quarantine life. How are you guys doing? Well, we're kind of doing the same right now and trying to stay safe, although the Marlins weren't able to do that. So give me your thoughts uh, and what has been the, the the thought when it comes to Major League Baseball completing a season with what we know about the Miami Marlins. Yeah, boy, I mean, as weird as that was to see Wrigley Field empty, although I'm never really that bad, sad seeing Wrigley Field empty, Bill, but it still was baseball. And, uh, you know, to watch it and then you had to have that, you know, uh, mic drop, you know, when, when you found that news out on Sunday, Monday. I mean, it's it definitely got to give you a pause, right? And you wonder, okay, did they learn their lesson early? Like I know in the NBA, uh, the bubble early on, a couple people maybe weren't following the rules and they weeded it out quickly. So is this like baseball's one do-over or is this like, you know, the unfortunate sign of things to come? And I think that's where – you know, me as a, as a huge baseball guy and, you know, happy to get any type of Brewers back. That's where you take pause. Like, okay, did they figure this out and they got it out of the way in week one? Or is this just exposing, you know, a huge litany of problems that baseball is going to face now the rest of the way? Yeah, no doubt. Um, give me your thoughts on Christian Yelich and his struggles early on. Oh, you know, it's like, can, can you really, you know, get into it? I, you know, I, it's so weird, Bill, and I, I guess, you know, you, you probably talk to a lot of people in the know and, and, and certainly talk to a lot of brewers, like, where you have that spring training version 2.0, like, I almost wonder, is like, do you just go right into it? I understand you got to get your body ready. you got to get the, the routine and these pro athletes. You've been around it your whole life. These guys are mm-hmm. creatures of habit. I, I just got to wonder how much of this is the unknown and how much this – I mean, we're only talking, what, a handful of games where do we really start getting worried or is at some point – you know, it, the light bulb goes off and we're all like, man, I can't believe we worried like that. Right. Uh, I I know that, look, I don't have this panic. And I, I think, like I said, I think it's probably disappointing. You wanted him to get off to a fast start and really kind of throw the team on his back and give you that boost. So maybe it's disappointing in the sense that he hasn't gotten off to that kind of a start. But at what point do you then say, I'm really starting to get worried about this? Yeah, it's a great question. And again, you know, the urgency of it, right? You know, if this is a year ago and we're talking, you know, early May, you're like, so what? You know, there's 140 games left. You've seen what Yelich can do. And heck, you've seen what the Brewers can do the last couple of years when he's been hurt late in the season. Um, but, you know, with, with 60 games and then when you factor, you go back to the Marlins situation, like, okay, if there are going to be teams and if this, God forbid, ever hits the Brewers or a team the Brewers play and we're talking about 50 games or 55 games, and, you know, the margin of error is so thin. You know, if you got to get to 30, 35, 40 wins to be a playoff team, I, Yelich is the man. But, yeah, how long do you wait? I mean, it's just such for counsel. I know he's been struggling with reading some of his comments, like what to do, not just with Yelich, but everybody in general, you get in that spot because 
you know, maybe you have a month of June a year ago to figure out a guy's slump. Now what do you get? A week? Mm, An afternoon? Right. You know what I mean? It's like you, this thing's going to blink and it's going to be over. I I agree. I, uh, I if, he, if he goes two weeks, then I start to have a genuine concern. Because, first of all, by the end of the season, two weeks out of a season is like a month and a oh, half. You're so your your numbers are going to be you know completely skewed. But in addition to that, when you when you start to say okay, if 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 he's really struggling, if Yelich is really struggling, are you winning while he's struggling? You know what I mean? Because then if you're not winning and he's struggling, then boy, you really got something going on that's in the negative. Well, it's almost like you know, careful what you wish for type thing. You know, you go back to September last year. And man, did we grip on our show about this? You know, you're in that dog fight just to sneak in maybe to the playoffs or two years ago. You're, you know, you're fighting for home field advantage and then Yelich goes down and you're like, see you later. That was fun. When do the Packers start again? When's the Badger fall camp open? And then the Brewers do it again, right? They, they drop another back to back incredible September and you're like, okay, this team has some magic. This team, you know, as great as Yelich is, they found a way and honestly should have won that wild card game against the team, you know, that won the World Series. So it's like, well, you think you can do it without, but you're talking about the league MVP and, you know, maybe when it's all said, no one of the greatest Brewers ever play. Right, no doubt. Um, I want to uh, go to the pitching staff. So what have you been impressed with and what has disappointed you? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, you got to like, I don't know, can you help me out? What do you, I mean, can you like the depth? Can you say when you have 30 people ready to go, can, can you say you like that? Or is you it can, just, yeah. Hey, I mean, I, I like what they've got there, but, you know, it's like, again, this thing is such a weird novelty. Will I look back in two weeks from now and say, well, that was fool's gold? Or do we always talk about, you know, the Brewers, you know, one of the great successes they had in these last couple of years of making the playoffs was, you know, nothing will ever top the one at bat pitch, you know, against the Dodgers and some mm-hmm. of the playoff games where they were throwing a starting pitcher out there for an inning. But it, it spoke to the greatness maybe of how Council uses these guys or it spoke to the greatness of the depth. And I guess – that my, my my biggest success or biggest happy spot for them would be my biggest concern. Like, is this smoke and mirrors, or even though it's only 60 games, even though it's a weird season, we'll still say, yeah, they might not have three or four number ones and number twos like, you know, teams like the Dodgers and Astros have. But, man, they're solid one through 15 or 16. Um, I'm looking at this team, offensively speaking, early on between uh, Yelich and Keston Hira. Didn't strike the ball really well. It's not so much, and what I've talked about is it's not so much that uh, that they're making outs. It's that they're really not making great contact, and that seems to be part of the struggle right now. So when you had – because Arcia was a guy that we actually kind of worried about, and Arcia right. started out like gangbusters, didn't he? Yeah, and, and here, uh, you know, there was so much, you know, because last year, is he going to come up? Is he going to come down? And, you know, we, we wondered at some point in the season last year, did, did some of these brewers have, have tape? But, you know, did uh, – did uh you know um you know, gosh the names escaping me the old uh, uh third base and have like you know tape of uh of council doing something wrong and you know so it's like you get here on opening day you're like here we go cast daddy for a whole year and then that has a mature but again bill i you know i i try and temper myself i guess this is like the you know we're all now we know what it's like to be a packer fan or down here in madison a badger football fan where that's what's the greatness of football right every single mm-hmm. week you know, you lose week one to the Bears, you're playing catch-up. You lose to Michigan, you're out of the Big Ten championship game. I, you know, I just wonder if we're taking on that mentality with when we talk about guys like Hira, Yelich, and slow starts, um, you know, what what onus or how much importance uh, do we put? Travis Shaw was who I was thinking about. When Travis yeah. Shaw was just brutal last year and they sent Hira down, we're all like, what the heck are you doing, Council? 
Yep, no doubt. Uh, good stuff. Uh, Joe, we're talking with Joe Miller from the Joe and Ebo Show out in Madison. I want to ch- change gears. How excited or uh, how – uh, because out in Madison, it just uh, it, there's a different focus out there. It always has been. Most of it's uh, 90% Badgers. There is some Packer football, obviously that's discussed out there. But how how much how many fans are there salivating for the restart on Friday night? It's a great question. It's the question that I get asked the most around here, and I think you know. And I, I'm not going to ever be full disclosure, Bill, an asterisk guy. If the Bucks do it, and they they the three month layoff doesn't kill them, and they still are the best team, which they clearly were before it. You know, I'm going to say the, the Milwaukee Bucks for the 2020 NBA champion. So I think that is a it's sports, right? And we, we just went through this such a bizarre three four months, and so many people lost so much. Not just talking about you know sports, but but jobs and careers and normal ways of life. That that's the great question, right? Because what a what a gift we had going right with with the mm. Bucks and you know even how bad your basketball go back think about that right, a lifetime right. ago that they were the number one seed in the Big Ten tournament and looking like maybe a Final Four team um, and then it all ended so I think you know it it makes me at least personally Bill think about a better time right it makes me kind of forget the crappiest things have been the last four months that boy wouldn't it be great the Bucks Celtics they fire right up Giannis drops thirty and twenty. This team looks like that team that we all thought was going to be an NBA champion. You'll never get those four months back, but boy, man, if the Bucks come back and play well, that'd be such a huge boost, I think, to morale around the state. Funches opts out and says that he will not play this season for the Green Bay Packers. How huge a mistake now was it not to take oh. a wide receiver? I mean, do we? I mean, hindsight being what it is, do we criticize the organization or at the time they did what they thought was right and they didn't expect this? Well, I think you have to criticize, right? And if Aaron Rodgers had four fingers of uh, tequila the night Jordan Love got drafted, what did he have last night? A half of a right. bottle? Who's he throwing to now? The water boy? Um, right. yeah, I mean, look, we, and as I'm sure you guys have, we have here for the last four months going around the, around the bend on Jordan Love and did the Packers, are they kicking out Aaron Rodgers too soon? And is he even the starting quarterback for Green Bay in, in 2021? And boy, embraced on that, those comments he made in that interview yesterday, I'd say the chances of that are, are getting slimmer every day, but, I mean, Bill, I, I just come back to this, whether it was smoke and mirrors last year or whether they overachieved or whether it was just they needed to get McCarthy out of there and get some new blood and a new voice. Bottom line is this, they were one game away from the Super Bowl. Now, you can argue they right. weren't on the same level of San Francisco and didn't belong on that field, but somebody had to be there, right? You know, they were, they were legitimately had the second-best record all regular season, beat a legitimate playoff team in Seattle. I mean, you can say as much as you want about how embarrassing the NFC Championship game was, but, man – you know, Ted Thompson early on in his career, he, he hung his, his stones on drafting Aaron Rodgers when you had Brett Favre. And, uh, you know, Brian Gutekunst, I, I like the moxie, but, man, you know, we go back to then Favre was coming off some of his worst years. He's flirting with retirement. You know, Rodgers has been pretty steadfast saying he wants to do this in Green Bay until he's in his 40s. I mean, th- this will be Brian Gutekunst's legacy, right, in 2020 and, and 21. If they, they come back this year and go 7-9, and 8-8, eight and eight and, you know, you got Jordan Love holding the clipboard up, and, you know, you look at some of those incredible wide receivers that were sitting there, you know, and if they go out and a guy like C.D. Lamb tears it up for the Cowboys, you're, you're just going to be killing yourself as a Packer fan. Do you bring Everson Griffin in? I mean, you're looking at the offense going, okay, I don't know how much offense I'm going to have. Second year of, of Matt LaFleur, we were able to score some points last year, but if we can make the defense better, bringing in a guy like Everson Griffin to be a defensive end alongside Kenny Clark, and then you got Smith Brothers on the outside, do you look at this going, man, this thing can be really formidable. It takes the pressure off of Kirksey. Oren Burks can maybe develop into something, and you still have a really solid uh, secondary. Do you go for it? 
I, I love it. I mean, I, I, it's weird, but I, I clearly Matt LaFleur and Gutekunst, uh, have made a decision, at least in my opinion, that they don't want to put the ball more in Aaron Rodgers' hands. They want to put it less in his hands. And, you know, they go out and draft a running back high in the draft again, get another tight end. You know, it's the Seattle philosophy, right? It's Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. which, you know, another great quarterback. But that's people always say, man, if you only got Russell Wilson weapons and gave him more option, uh, weapons. But what do they do? They go out last week and give out two first-round picks for Jamal Adams, a defense guy. So clearly mm-hmm. Seattle, who's got another Hall of Fame quarterback, says we're going to win it with defense and running the football. And I just got to wonder whether it's one or two or three years left for Rodgers if they're moving the same way. So, yeah, here's my happy thing, Bill. I'm just happy it's going the other way. Right? I, I can't, you know, Ryan Longwell, Greg Jennings, how many ex-Packers got to go on Fox Sports and rip the Packers after they play for the Vikings? Let's give Everson <laughs> Griffin a show on the stand and he can rip the Vikings for a season. How about that? Yeah, give us the insight on Mike Zimmer. Joe, great stuff as always, buddy. You guys stay safe out there. Tell Ebo we said hi, and I'll talk to you later, okay? Love you, boys. Stay safe. safe. All right, talk to you later. Joe Miller, co-host of the Joe and Ebo Show out there, 96.7 FM and 1670 AM, The Zone in Madison, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law